here we are. We're back in the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to be replaying a recent live stream I did over in the YouTube channel uh, to celebrate hitting 40,000 subscribers, which I still can't believe happened. In this live stream, I talk briefly about the 40,000 subscriber mark, and then we move on to answer questions from the viewers of the live stream. And a lot of these questions were about fitness tech, wearables, GPS watches, some shoes are in there, even running vests, all kinds of stuff. So I thought this would be great to post on the podcast as well. Oh yeah, and I also wanna mention that I've got a bunch of new ideas coming up for the podcast. So make sure to stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, and uh, that'd be great. With that out of the way, let's get into the episode. Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to the channel. We're live. I haven't done one of these in a while, so I thought it was time. Uh, I want to apologize. I did have this scheduled for 3 p.m. Eastern time, but uh, due to some scheduling, to be honest, I wanted to go for a run later, so I bumped it up uh, in the day. So here we are at noon, um, kind of short notice. So if you're if you're there with me, uh, drop your name in the chat. Tell me where you're from, what's going on in your life. And yeah, uh, thanks for joining me a little bit early today. Um, so I think it's pretty clear why I'm doing this live stream. Uh, kind of shocked, to be honest. Yesterday, I'm scrolling my, my YouTube channel, and wouldn't you know it, we hit 40,000 subscribers on the Chase the Summit channel, which is uh, bonkers. And I just want to like come on the air and genuinely thank you as in person as I can for joining me for this Thing that I'm doing here <laughs> and uh, you know subscribing and the thumbs ups and all of the uh, the kind words that you guys leave me in the comments and uh, it's just been it's been really surprisingly fulfilling uh, you know throughout this pandemic there's been a lot of uh, me time I've been working from home I haven't been seeing a lot of my friends and family and stuff so I really I poured a lot into the YouTube channel and it was cool to really connect with uh, a lot of you on a more personal level through the comments and through emails and Instagram DMs and all the uh, all the things. So, uh, yeah, I just want to to thank you guys. Thank you so much for following the channel and watching the videos and enjoying them. I hope. Um, and if you're not, let me know why. Uh, so we've got some people in the chat already. It's good to see. Uh, I thought I thought we'd keep this pretty casual. I don't know how long I'm going to be on the air for, but. Um, we could do a Q&A, we could talk about gear, we could talk about upcoming races, we could talk about training, you know, any of the things. Uh, that's It's all up for grabs today. So uh, first, some housekeeping things. I want to thank the patrons of the, face, or of the Facebook group. No, it's not a Facebook group. The patrons of the YouTube channel. Um, those are dedicated people that have joined the Patreon group and they are, they're pledging some money every month to help keep the lights on in this place and uh, help me do the things that I'm doing here. Uh, if you're interested in the Patreon group, there's a link in the description down below. Uh, it costs a couple of bucks and I post some exclusive content over there, which you won't find on the main channel, which is basically kind of like behind the scenes stuff, you know, things I'm testing, you know, hanging out in the studio. I'm going to try to post a little bit more, a little bit more often. And soon, once we get enough Patreon members, I'll be doing live streams over there as well, which I'm really excited about. Uh, it's that time of year where there's a lot going on. So there's no shortage of topics to talk about. Um, oh yeah. Another thing I wanted to show is that the Chase the Summit Sunrise Trucker hat, the one I'm wearing right now, is in stock still and I've got plenty left. So if you've been on the fence about picking one up, I'm still including a free sticker with the purchase of any 
uh, hat. So you'll get one of these, or it might be this, it might be a black and white one, but it might be the uh, holographic one here, depending on what I have in stock. And if you buy a hat, you get a free sticker. So the links for that are down below as well. Now that I've plugged myself for how long have I been on the air? What? Four minutes of plugging myself. Pretty good. Uh, let's see who's who's in the chat, who's, who's joined us so far. Uh, we got Timothy in the chat. Uh, thanks, Timothy. It means a lot. Thank you very much. We got hello from Romania. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, whoa, I almost I almost banned you, Sir Gyu. Is that how you say your name? I almost banned you by accident. Whoops. Uh, Arian Abdullah, congrats. Thank you so much. Watching from Germany, playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater on the PlayStation. <laughs> nice. I tell you, I haven't played a video game for me. I'll, I'll preface it by saying I, I haven't played a video game for me in a very long time. I've been playing video games with my kids. They are totally obsessed with um, uh, Xbox and Xbox 360 and Xbox One. I know I, I should be promoting a more outdoorsy lifestyle, but my kids love video games. So we play Lego Avengers. Uh, that's their game of choice. And we've been playing a lot of that lately. Uh, Kendra, hey there, watching from North Shore, Mass, doing some strength training uh, with my Polar Watch, thanks in part to your videos. Awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying your Polar Watch. Congratulations on 40K. Well deserved. Keep going. Thanks, Tobias. That means a lot. Thank you. Uh, Josie, congrats. Thanks. Appreciate it. You've been around for a while. I appreciate it. I can, I, there's certain names in here that I'm like, oh, you've, you've been around for a while. So thanks for, thanks for watching. Uh, Sergi, hello from Spain. Anyone knows something about the upcoming Forerunner 255? Uh, this is something, this is a question I've been seeing a lot in comments. Excuse me. And I'm going to be honest, and uh, I don't know anything about the 255. All I can say is that it's probably about time for a Forerunner 255. Like the 245 is getting a little bit long in the tooth at this point. So it would make sense for them to update that. But I don't have any insider knowledge. If I did, I wouldn't be able to share it with you, obviously. But take that for what it's worth. I, I don't know anything. <laughs> and if I did know something, I'd probably skip by that comment and, and pretend it wasn't there. Uh, C-Chad Run, wow, congrats on 40K. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Fit Gear Hunter, uh, by the way, check out Chad's channel. He, he has another uh, running channel. And check out Fit Gear Hunter's channel. He does... Um, uh, a lot of like high intensity training, uh, looking at the watches from that perspective, not so much like running, but more in the gym kind of situation. So if you're interested in that, check out his channel. I only want the, the hat if it comes with an autograph. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll sign the sticker for you. <laughs> uh, Paul Cadigan. Hi. Hello to you, my friend. Uh, Carlos Agrigo. I'm probably butchering all these names, so I apologize in advance if I am. Uh, hey from New Mexico, C congrats, man. Great work. Thank you. Uh, Samuel Len, congrats on 40K uh, from Burma. Oh, cool. Paul, I'm playing Roblox on my fall on my phone. Cool. <laughs> A lot of people playing video games in here today. I think you may have stumbled across the uh, the wrong YouTube channel. I'm, I'm mainly a uh, running kind of guy, but video games are cool too. We could talk about that if you guys want to. Uh, we've got Gus 07. Hello from Brazil. Congrats. Thank you. Cody Jackson. Thank you. Uh, Miss 
M. Barrows Sikofol. I'm, I'm just going to butcher all these names today. Hello from your home state of MA. We got back a week ago from the Appalachian Trail through hike. Uh, tried running today, still hurting bad. Any tips in transitioning back into trail running after a long hike? Wow. First of all, congratulations on the, the AT through hike. Um, did you do the whole trail or just like a section of it? Because if you did the whole thing, congratulations. That's, that's a doozy. Um, I've never done that. So I guess the only the only uh, advice I can give you is from the perspective of somebody who's done a hundred mile ultra marathon, and after that, I was fully trashed. So in order to get back into running, um, first of all, I'm not a I'm not a coach, I'm not a medical professional, but my approach was always like go by feel, which is probably a, a easy way out. But um, I like to you know trash if I ever trash my body like that, like an ultra marathon. The next day, I might go out for like a walk or maybe a jog, depending on how I'm feeling, and then just, you know, feel it out. If I can do a mile at a 14-minute pace or something, I'll take that as a win, and then, you know, I'll give it some time off, maybe do some walking or cycling, uh, get on the indoor bike or something. Just, you know, take it easy because you're in a, you're in a very precarious state where you could go into an injury really easily. So... Um, try to keep the wheels on, but also try to maintain some some level of being active. That's the way I approach it, at least. Because if you just kind of sit on the couch and wait for everything to heal up, you can heal kind of funny. I found like your tendons start to hurt and stuff. It's good to stay limber and continue to move. And you know, you know what I'm saying. I hope that makes sense. Um, but yeah, congrats on that through hike. That is amazing. Uh, John Adema, Adema, congrats. I followed you when I was looking for the Phoenix six, uh, greetings from Holland. Whoa, cool. Holland. Thanks for watching. Uh, we've got ultra in the house. Is this really the company ultra? Cause that'd be pretty cool, but the name is ultra running power. So, um, it may not be ultra. Hello, my friend. Thanks for watching. Uh, Ashish, um, Masa, Ashish Masa. Did I get that right? How suitable in terms of accuracy is the Garmin 55 in terms of accuracy for trail running? Uh, for GPS accuracy, it's about as accurate as you're going to get from most Garmins, which is like pretty good. Uh, for the most part, all of the Garmins from the cheapest to the most expensive right now are still using the same Sony GPS chipset, which kind of yields similar results on all of the watches. Um, but not identical because they all have a different antenna design. For instance, something like the Garmin Enduro that uh, you're looking at here, this actually has one of the XO um, antennas. So the bezel of this watch actually acts as the antenna, whereas something like the 455, you'll, you'll get uh, an internal antenna because the body's made out of plastic. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, I find that the plastic watches are actually more accurate. And some of the most accurate Garmin's, I'll say Garmin's in particular, uh, I found would be the 945 LTE and the 400 745. Those are two that I found to be quite accurate in my testing. Um, the 55 is not bad, not perfect, like I said, but it's pretty good. I hope hope that helps. But um, in terms of trail running, the 400 55 isn't like a great choice because you don't have any form of breadcrumb mapping. Uh, it doesn't have an internal alt altimeter, so you don't see real-time elevation. There are some better options at 200 bucks, like the Coros Pace 2 is really good. Um, that might be worth looking at if you're... Well, even that, you don't get navigation. So 
yeah, at 200 bucks, I think it's a pretty good bet. Thanks for the question. I hope that helps. Uh, ultra running from Greece. Cool. You're running in ultras in Greece. Uh, Fit Gear Hunter has been checking out your videos as well. Hey, look, you got a fan, Hunter. <laughs> Can you guys hear all these motorcycles in the background? There's like a uh, parade of motorcycles uh, going up the street. Congrats on 40K. Thank you so much. Uh, Frank C. Good morning from San Bernardino, California. Congrats, man. Just took advantage of the Labor Day sale on the Coros Apex 46 millimeter for 309. Nice. That's a good purchase. I hope you enjoy the watch. Uh, I, I did 1,900 miles. Wow. This, so this is the, the person that was just talking about the Appalachian Trail. I did 1,900 miles from uh, Georgia to Maine border. Didn't make it all the way due to having to get back to work. Oh, man, you're so close. Oh, I would have been like itching to get to Katahdin at that point. You're so close. But uh, congratulations nonetheless. That is, that is amazing. Greetings from Miami, Florida. Congrats on 40K. Is it a good move to change from Garmin to Puller? Uh, that's subjective, right? Like uh, objectively... If you look at the two platforms, they're both pretty good. I, I guess it would come down to what watch you're looking at in particular. Like if you if you had an older Garmin 245, maybe, or like a Garmin um, 45 or 35 even, going to something like a Polar Grid X would be a pretty good upgrade. Uh, but if you've got a newer Garmin watch and you're, you've got a Garmin Phoenix 6 and you're looking at the Polar Vantage V2, for instance... I don't know if I'd make that leap because I really like Garmin's platform. The ecosystem as a whole is a little bit more polished, has a little bit more features, uh, but Polar is really good as well. What it really comes down to is personal preference, so it's hard for me to judge. Polar is a little bit simpler. They focus a little bit more on wellness data, so you get a lot more sleep analytics and information about your, your recovery and stuff, where Garmin um, gives you that stuff, but not really in like a a consumable way they give you a lot of numbers but like what do you do with the numbers it's kind of that's the big question so I, I, re I really like how polar they'll spell it out for you like hey you didn't sleep that great maybe don't do this don't kill yourself today um they're both great i would say if you've i don't know so i'm, I'm waffling here i guess decide what garmin isn't doing for you and then try to understand if Polar will solve that problem for you. And if it's just an impulse thing where you're getting bored of Garmin, maybe it'd be worth trying something new. I hope that helps. Uh, uh, we got Fikir Hunter with a question. Looking back on the channel's development, where do you see it going from here? What new areas, areas of focus and what have you found that you've loved most about the channel? That's a great question, Hunter. I really um, appreciate the question, first of all. And it's something I actually have been thinking about a lot lately because um, while I do love the reviews, uh, I also want to like add more personal flavor to the channel, if that makes sense. I want to share more of my life, you know, what's going on with me and my training and maybe my family and how, how I'm balancing everything. Um, but I, I'm hesitant to do that because... Uh, I don't want to like tank the channel, you know, I don't want people to sign up for, for all these watch reviews and fitness tech and wearable stuff and then end up being like, why, why is he talking about, you know, why is he doing a vlog about going to work today? Like, that's not what you signed up for. So I've actually been considering starting another channel that may be more personal. 
um, maybe more behind the scenes kind of thing. And then keeping Chase the Summit as more of like um, uh, this versus that or comparisons and, and tutorials and um, all that sort of thing. So I've been torn. <laughs> like the idea of starting a new channel is so overwhelming because I, I, you know, I mean, you've, you've started a channel. It's a ton of work. Doing this is so much work. Um, planning and testing and filmmaking, it's, it's, it's a lot. And I commend anybody who starts a channel. So getting it to grow organically is really hard. Um, and that's what I'd want to do. I wouldn't blab about it on Chase the Summit so much. I'd probably just try to let it grow by itself. But that's just a daunting task. But I do have the desire to share more. Um, so yeah, um, it's a conundrum. Uh, moving forward, I'm going to be continuing to do what I do here. You know, the GPS watches, um, ultra running, uh, trail running. I might be trying, trying some new stuff. Um, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. I I'll definitely, you know, I do occasionally share some personal vlogs or going hiking or trail running and those will still be here on the channel. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I, I just want to, I want to do more <laughs> and I, I've got a whole, I've got a whiteboard on my wall in my office at home that has all these ideas and I just got to find a way to get it together. I've also been considering a new podcast, um, that's only going to be a podcast and not so much related to, uh, chase the summit. And that's going to be revolving around like, um, you know, active lifestyle parenting, I think. And that's something I've been putting a lot of thought into, uh, but it's not off the ground yet. But, yeah, it's just a little sneak peek. So stay tuned. Thanks for the question. Um, and, and good job on your channel. It's, it's growing. It's good to see you, man. Uh, great tips. Thank you. You're welcome. Got Samuel Wen. I'm about to get my first Garmin, but I can't decide between the 945 and the Venue 2. Which one would you recommend? That's kind of easy. Um, the, the Venue 2 is a better daily driver. So going to work, you can see your text messages on that OLED screen. Everything's really vibrant. Um, it's a little bit more stylish in my opinion because it's a little bit more understated and it looks a little bit more modern. Um, if I didn't go like trail running or hiking or adventuring, any of that stuff, the Venue 2 would serve almost all of my needs. The problem I find with it is two issues. Battery life, which is less of an issue now with the Venue 2 because they've got, I think it's 22 hours with the bigger one in GPS mode in like uh, like seven or eight days in standby time, um, if my memory serves me right. Um, but the 945 just blows that out of the water. You get 35 hours uh, in GPS mode and you can get a couple of weeks out of it in standby mode. The 945 is going to be a better outdoorsy watch. You've got navigation and mapping. You've got more training tools with um, training load, training load focus, recovery time. Um, so if you're more of a, a serious athlete, somebody who could benefit from those additional training tools and even not so serious, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a front of the pack kind of guy and I benefit from the training load information. Uh, then the 945 is going to be a better call for you. But the Venue 2 is a great watch. And I think a lot of people look past it because it's really designed for like wellness tracking. But if you're someone who just runs because you enjoy it, you don't get too into the weeds with all the data that it gives you, and you just want a watch that'll record stuff to get on Strava, the Venue 2 will do that. And it's a great daily driver watch on top of that. So the choice is yours. Um, I probably didn't answer your question, but it's really up to you. It's a very subjective thing. Which one's better? Hope that helps. Thanks for the question. 
See Chad Roan from Colorado. We've got uh, Javier Fernandez. Uh, greetings from Colombia. Awesome. Now my Garmin Phoenix 6 Sapphire is saying state of training is not productive. Suggest to do some anaerobic low-intensity activities. Anaerobic low-intensity. I think you've got that backwards because anaerobic would, intend, would be high-intensity, right? Um, which ones do you recommend? So if you're not productive because you're, you don't have enough high-intensity or anaerobic state stuff in your training load focus widget, I would suggest doing... Um, Depends on your fitness level, but hill repeats are a great way to get that up. Um, just find a nice steep hill, go up it, come back down, and do that over and over again. Uh, another great way is getting on a stair, stair climber machine. Those things can really jack your heart rate up, and that's great because it's also low intensity on your joints. So if you're somebody with bad knees or something like that, those are um, doing the, the, the stair stepper is a great way to get the numbers up. Hope that helps. Kendra, um, any big trips or races planned this fall? Yep. I actually, um, I filmed a vlog today. I was trying to edit and post before this live stream, but it didn't happen. Um, about my upcoming race in October. So we are, today is the 6th. Um, I've got a race on October 8th and I'm not prepared for it, but <laughs> I'm going to be there. It is a 100 mile ultra marathon called the Mid-State Massive it starts in southern uh, New Hampshire, right on the border of Massachusetts. It cuts through the middle of Massachusetts. Imagine Massachusetts is a rectangle. It goes right through the middle of Massachusetts, and it ends on the border of Connecticut. So you actually run through the entire state of Massachusetts, and it's one way. So it's point-to-point -point and not a big looped course, so it's what makes it really interesting. Um, actually ran this race back in 2019, uh, and it went really well for me. If you dig far enough back on my channel, you'll find a dedicated recap video about that race. And uh, it took me about 26 and a half hours. Uh, but it, yeah, it was a great event. Uh, it is daunting to think that it's coming so fast because I'm not prepared. Um, to be honest, there's a lot going on right now. I've got like real job, fake job being this. This is fun, but it still takes some energy. And then my family, we've got kind of a shift coming that's a good thing, um, but um, I'll share more about that in the future. Uh, but for now, yeah, it's on the calendar for October 8th and 9th, and um, I'm not sure if I'm ready, but uh, <laughs> I'll be at the starting line nonetheless. Uh, yeah, yeah, D, we are 40K strong. <laughs> yes, we are. CTS Nation. <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, I like Polar, but I'm not a runner, uh, at least not right now. Uh, so I like it for strength training and recovery, and it's worked for hiking as well. Yeah, Polar is great for training. Uh, it's just, it kind of falls a little bit short in terms of navigation if you're a hiker. Excuse me. Because it doesn't have a really good uh, navigation tool. Like the Grit X is their outdoor watch. And the best you're going to get with that is the Kamut navigation, which does work, but it's more suited for like if you're running on roads and less on trails because... Um, it's not really like true turn-by-turn turn or breadcrumb navigation. Shout out to Polar. Do you guys do you guys know what Polar is? Polar seltzer water. Uh, these are actually, I think this is made locally. Yeah, Worc Worcester, Massachusetts. Good stuff.
Uh, yeah, D. When do you think? When do you think the 400, 255, and 955 will come out? Since the regular 55 is already out, I was wondering whether or not to buy the 245, or just wait a bit with my broken 455. Uh, it's a it's a tough question. The state of things with like, you know, globally with the pandemic and like the shortage on chips and all of that stuff. I know we're starting to come out of it, but it's really hard to say what's going to happen. Um, it seems like everything's been kind of held back or slowed down, which is a bummer. But we do have the holidays right around the corner. And historically, September, October are the big months for releases. So we call it Techtober for a reason. And that's coming real quick. So I'm excited to see what comes. Um, if you've got a broken 445, a 455 would probably be a big leap for you. They changed a lot in the 55 from the 45. That might make it worth it. So I don't know if it's worth you know hanging hanging on to that or waiting. Um, you can only wait so long. <laughs> you know it's the thing. Like if you've got something broken, it's not serving its purpose, and you and you you got a race on the calendar maybe, and you're training, and you benefit from having something now. I'd say just go buy it now because. The incremental updates may be cool and it may look good on paper, but is it really going to benefit you as a runner or a cyclist or whatever you're doing? Um, kind of a toss up. But yeah, right now is a dangerous time because, I, you know, I, I don't I know as much as you do right now. Um, something could be around the corner. And if you buy something now and then like a month down the road, the new thing comes out. It's like, oh, I got to wait. I should have waited. But at a certain point, you got to stop waiting and commit. I know that didn't help, but I tried. <laughs> uh, ultra Running Power says, a question for my friend. Uh, what is the best ultra street shoe in your opinion? Thank you. You seem like an ultra fan. Um, so far in my testing, you know, what I've tried, I really like the Torin 5, but I'm also not a very fast runner, and that is a very cushioned shoe. So if you're a faster runner, the cushioning in that could be kind of a bummer because of the amount of power you lose through all of that squishiness. Um, I haven't tried a lot. I've tried the Torn 5. I'm, I'm talking like modern ultras. So I've got the Escalante, the Torn 5. Um, I run in the, the Lone Peak and the Superior. And um, I like all of them, but I like, I like the Escalante and the Torn 5. I'll say that. Those are my two favorites, but I haven't tried all of them. So it's the best I could tell you. Oh, so you have the Ignite too. Cool. I hope you enjoy it. Any advice for aspiring YouTubers to gain more subscribers? If you can name one thing that made your channel kick off. Uh, yeah, so the number one thing that's hard to swallow for a lot of people uh, is that when you're starting out, no one cares about your like life. <laughs> It's terrible to say, but like when I started YouTube, I wanted to be like, this is me, Dave, and I'm sharing my life and I'm going for a run today and then I'm going to get a coffee maybe. But like, honestly, when you've got no subscribers, no one's looking for that. No one cares. So the key to like getting your channel to grow is making relatable, searchable content that educates, inspires, or entertains. So if you're teaching something through a review or tutorial on how to lace up your shoe or, or set up a watch or whatever, um, or you're, you're inspiring somebody by maybe some motiv motivational speaking or maybe uh, a struggle in your life and how to get over it. Um, 
And then entertaining, I, I think for me is like a vlog about running in the mountains and here's some cool scenery. Um, some, something that a lot of people who maybe live in a city might have not seen before, or maybe a special uh, landmark in a uh, place you live. That stuff is relatable and searchable and that'll pop up. The algorithm will pick that up more often. I'm not a pro. This is what I find works for me. And then the number two thing, and it's overlooked by a lot of people, is the thumbnails and titles are are such a huge part on, on being a YouTube person and getting views on your videos because it's really like the advertisement for your video. If you've got a really amazing video uh, about, you know, trail running in Ireland and you're on a cliff and it's really amazing content, but your thumbnail is a picture of your face close up um, and the title just says, I went for a run. I don't know how many people are going to click that. If you get creative with those titles and thumbnails, it seems to draw more attention. Um, and it's a balance of being like the clickbait guy. No one likes that. So don't be deceiving with your titles and thumbnails, but also you got to make them professional looking and exciting and something that people want to click. So that's my advice. I hope that helps. Uh, and you know, again, I'm, I, I don't have a million subscribers. I, I'm still a pretty small channel here. Uh, Leith Jones. Hey, thanks for the wave. Uh, should I buy a 455 or 245? Great question. I think I have a video about that that I posted a few weeks ago. And if I do, I would suggest going to watch that. Um, the real difference between the two is going to be the... Not the battery life. Battery life is pretty similar. I actually think the 455 gets a couple of more hours. Am I right there? Or no, no. The, the 245 is 24 hours. And then the 455 is 20 hours, I think. I could be wrong. But yeah, they're both great. The 245 will give you navigation with a breadcrumb map. You can upload a course to and follow it on the watch. It also gives you the more advanced training tools training load um, and yeah a few other things so I think the 400 245 is aging enough where you might be able to find it on sale close in price to the 55 it is a, a superior watch to the 55 it also has a nicer display um, and a thinner bezel so it looks a little bit more modern so if you can afford it I'd say go for the 245 but if the price gap is gigantic and you're on a budget the 55 is still really good so Hope that helps. Uh, Cody Jackson, do you use trekking poles for longer runs? I've got a 50, 50 miler with 14 and a half thousand feet of vert. That's a, that's a lot of vert for 50. <laughs> so I bought the Lecky Micro Trail Pro. Um, yeah, so again, that's very subjective. For me, I find that the, the trekking poles get in the way, probably because I've, I'm really bad at using them and I always like, uh, plant one too far ahead and it like jabs me in the stomach. So I don't use trekking poles. My knees tell me I probably should use them. Um, but I, I'd say if, you, if you're effective at using them, I've got friends that can pack theirs up, throw them away and run and then pull them out like super quick. And for them, they're hugely valuable. And for a race like that, you've got 14 and a half thousand feet of, of vert. That's a lot. Um, there's actually a race in September that I might do that's got similar gain in a 50. It's like 16 and a half, a lot of vert. Um, and I thought about signing up because they have like a last minute registration going on today. Uh, and for that, I might think about it. 
Because it's more, that's more of a hike. I mean, you're going to be doing a lot of hiking in that situation. So if you know how to use them and you've got a really nice pair of like those Z folding carbon fiber ones, it's probably worth it. <clears throat> Chris Smith, love the hat. I bought one and I've been wearing it a lot. It gets a lot of compliments. Nice, man. I, I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, I, I, I still have, uh, how many do I have left? I don't know. I think I have like a hundred. <laughs> hundred left. I bought a lot of them and, and you guys pre-ordered and, and got a lot of them. So I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, it's cool to see people on Strava wearing the hat and like Instagram photos and stuff popping up. Uh, it's really awesome to see that. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, how about the Venue SQ? Yeah, I've got a whole video about the Venue SQ. Unfortunately, you know, even though it's a relatively new watch, it's getting a little bit dated already. Um, I, I'd say by design because it is a more affordable watch, uh, but it does have a lot of good features. It's got a lot of the nice features that the Venue 2 has in a more compact um, watch. And it does look really modern, looks like an Apple Watch. And if you don't want an Apple Watch, but you like that look, the Venue SQ might be a good call. That said, if you're not uh, into like, uh, but if you're into like hiking or trail running or outdoorsy stuff, you're gonna feel pretty limited with the Venue SQ because there's no navigation features. It doesn't have an altimeter. You can't see real-time elevation or elevation graphs. So if you're an outdoorsy person, hiker, trail runner, maybe look at something in the Forerunner line or Phoenix line. That's a big leap in price um, or a Coros even. Um, but yeah, the Venue SQ is a cool watch. It's just, you got to know what you're getting into. Uh, my wife. Hey, dad. <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm I'm wondering who said this. It's probably my son Cash. So, hey Cash, thanks for watching, buddy. Uh, Kendra Okins uh, Oken is nice. I've I've hiked parts of the Midstate. Oh, cool. Yeah, the Midstate Trail. Um, it's gonna be a fun race. Uh, it's a hundred miles. Oof, but it's a lot. In in I actually saw a picture of part of the Midstate Trail in the southern section that is fully flooded out right now with like three feet of water. So I'm not sure what they're planning on doing for the course. I'm hoping they find a way to go around that and like we don't have to wade through waist deep water in October. But I guess that would be a ca character building experience if we had to. <laughs> uh, Samuel Len, thanks a lot. I've been uh, binge watching your videos like almost daily. Love your videos. Thanks. Thanks, Samuel. I appreciate that. Ultra Dad, what's up, Dave? Happy Labor Day. Congrats on 40K. No surprise here. Your channel continues to grow. Qualier's video is, you got this. <laughs> oh, that must be an emoji. Yeah, the emojis don't come through on my uh, live streaming. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Dan. Uh, go check out Dan's channel, too. He, he, he posts a lot of uh, ultra running videos and GPS watches video, videos and stuff like that. Um, go give him a subscribe. Help his channel out. Kendra Okinez, uh, what is your day job? So my actual official title is principal mechanical designer, and I work at a warehouse automation company uh, where we automate um, the process of putting cases of stuff. You know, imagine like a warehouse full of stuff for your big box store. Um, we put that into shelves with robots on wheels that drive like 25 miles per hour. <laughs> so it's really exciting. We do a lot of, um, there's like robotic arms and lifts and mechanisms and all kinds of crazy things and motors and uh, it's it's crazy. So we started as a startup, but I'm like uh, a little over 10 years into the company now. So that's what I do. 
it's exciting work, but um, it is a desk job, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, Seth's New England Trails, well done on 40K. Thanks, man. Are you uh, are you running the the uh, Kilkenny Ridge race this year? Because I might be there. Can't decide. Uh, Chris Hagu, I love Polar. Cool, they're pretty good. A question, my friend. Uh, what is the best Ultra Street shoe? Oh wait. Uh, did you ask this question already? I feel like you did. Let me. Yes, you did. <laughs> I think I answered your question already. Uh, I can't really comment on the uh, a better option with better energy return because, I, like I said, I haven't tested out all of the Ultras, although I do have one right now, a trail shoe. That's pretty cool. It's the 10th anniversary um, Ultra Lone Peak, which is pretty cool. Uh, I might show that off in the channel, or you might just see me wearing it eventually. Chris Hagu, when, when will the 955 come out? This is uh, probably... The third most asked question on my channel, the first most asked is going to be the Phoenix 7. When's that coming? Second most asked is the 255 and now the, the 955. I don't know. I hope we see it before November. That's what I hope. But there's no guarantee there because I don't know anything. I'm just some, some goof, goofball on YouTube. Corey Sorensen, do you have a preferred distance you run? I uh, would lo love to hear more about your training and balance with work, life, and the channel. Keep it up. Cool. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for saying that because I, I've been wanting to pepper in like more vlog content, like just casual going for a run. Here's what I'm doing this day. Um, and I'm always nervous to put that stuff on the channel because I don't want to like tank it and make people think it's all about me, 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 and less about uh, the gear because it's primarily a gear-focused channel. But yeah, I'll, I'll be posting more about that stuff. Uh, as for a preferred distance, it's, it comes down to time constraints almost exclusively. Like typically I'll finish my day job and I'll have like a hour, hour and a half span before, between my day job and then having to like help with dinner and cook and take care of the kids and stuff where I can shoehorn in a run. So in an hour and a half, I can only get so much distance in a lot of times I'll end up being on the road. But a lot of times I'll go on my local trails, which don't have a ton of vert, but at least it's like varied terrain. Um, but on a given day, I try to get in, I like to say four to five miles, but I don't always get those in. And in the vlog I have coming up on the channel, it's going to be about the struggle I'm, I've been having about training for this altar I've got coming up because I've been so busy with all the facets of life lately, including YouTube and, you know, even doing this right now, I could be out running, um, but I really wanted to do this, so... Here I am. Uh, and it is Labor Day, so I got the day off. So I figured it'd be a good day for it. But yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, being a being a dad, having a real job, and being responsible for a lot of things, it's tough. And I know I'm not the only one in this situation, but it is cool. And and the reason I want to share more about that aspect of life is because I know a lot of people can relate to it. I'm not the only dad who runs ultras. I mean, there's a guy here, his channel's name is Ultra Dad obviously he's in the same boat. So it is, it is good to share those kinds of stories and how to overcome obstacles and um, just moral support and inspiration. So you'll see more on the channel about all that. Thanks, Corey. <clears throat> Miguel, <laughs> congrats, Dave. It's been amazing to see, see you get to 40K, but I'm not surprised because of the quality of your content. Thank you, Miguel. And again, uh, Miguel, he, he bought a hat. 
He's a longtime subscriber, and I appreciate all the support. Uh, it means a lot. Jeff Longnecker, congrats on 40K. Keep up the good work. Another guy who bought a hat. I remember your name, and you won the earbuds I gave away a few months ago. So congrats to you. Thanks for watching. Nick Howard, well done. Once more, another milestone. What features would you like to see on fitness tech in the near future? Nick from Cornwall, UK. Thanks for the question, Nick. Um, so there's a few things I want to see moving forward. Let's talk about one device in particular, the Garmin Phoenix 7, because that's on a lot of people's minds right now. I want to see that have the dual frequency GPS that we just saw in the Coros Vertex 2. I want to see it have a way more accurate heart rate sensor with some new technology like wrist-based ECG. I know they can do it. it probably takes a lot of work, but I'd love to see wrist-based optical heart rate sensors get better because none of them are perfect right now. I'd like to see them become more consistent, you know, different skin colors, uh, people with tattoos, different hair densities, body fat, all of that plays a role in how accurate the, the sensor is. And I would love to see those discrepancies go away and, you know, move into this era of like perfect heart rate accuracy from the wrist. That'd be really cool. Although it would cannibalize the sales of those chest sensors. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I would like to see. And then lastly, I would like to see some big push in display technology because everyone, uh oh, did I lose my, I lost my top down camera. Oh, oh well. Bummer. Yeah. So, anyways, I would like to see um, display technology get better uh, because everyone's getting sick of like the old, um, garments, you know, the transflective display. So it'd be cool to see maybe not OLED because that's going to kill the battery life, but maybe some new hybrid, like where you can turn on and off OLED. So as a daily driver watch, you've got this cool OLED watch. And then when you go for a really long run, you can still get 50 hours of GPS performance out of it because you can turn off the OLED portion, something like that. That's kind of like my wish list. Thanks for your question. Uh, love the idea of an active life, lifestyle parenting podcast. Cool. Yeah. I I'm trying to get that off the ground. I think it would be really fun. Here's my idea. I'll pitch it here on the live stream because we've got some people watching and you guys can tell me if it's uh, a good idea or something you think will, will not do well. So my idea for a podcast is to bring on a new guest like weekly or monthly that does something epic, but also is a young parent, you know, people young kids. Um, so for me, my kids are three, uh, going on five and eight years old and it's a handful, man. So, uh, talking to other like-minded people, I mean, it's what I'm passionate about and I feel like I should talk more about it. Um, and there's probably, probably a lot of relatable people in the same boat. So it'd be cool to hear stories from people crushing it as young parents. Uh, and that's what I'm going to try to get off the ground. So stay tuned for that. I may announce it on Chase the Summit and then link to it, but I probably won't, you know, blab about it too much. Alex Map 92 accidentally posted, but we'll give him a shout out. Thanks, Alex. Uh, C. Chad Run, favorite food to eat during a race or a long run? I'm all for Spring Energy or Taco Bell. Not sponsored. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's such a weird thing. It depends on the race. Anything under a 50 miler, I don't even eat real food. Like 
A 50K, I'm definitely not eating solids. I'll eat uh, primarily tailwind. I know some people have gut issues with tailwind, but that works for me. So I eat a lot of tailwind. Uh, and tailwind, if you don't know, is basically like an electrolyte mix. It's got sugar, magnesium, vitamin B, C, all this stuff. Um, and I, I, I like that because it doesn't taste bad. You don't get sick of it. Uh, and it does me well. So it usually keeps me from bonking, keeps me feeling energetic. Um, but then up anything past 50 miles, you got to eat real food. And for that, I'm kind of boring. I'll go granola bar, um, a banana, um, boiled potatoes if they have them at aid stations, things like that. Um, and then, like, of course, sugary candy. And, uh, and I'll still keep the tailwind update or tailwind um, coming in. So uh, Taco Bell, though, that's a bold move. I'm not sure if I'd go for Taco Bell on my long run. <laughs> Arian Abdullah, waiting sucks. I'm, it's been, I'm tired. It's been 18 months waiting for the Phoenix 7. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You know, we've got a lot going on with chip shortages and everything. So that could be the reason. Alex Klump Parents, uh, you should review the Tactics Delta. I want to, but that's a really expensive watch that Garmin will not let me borrow. So I'm not sure I want to invest in that. Um, it looks cool. It's the only Garmin solar-powered watch that also has sapphire glass, which I really like. But yeah, what is it? $1,500? I'm not going to shell that out for a video. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, if they would let me borrow one for a video, I would do it. And maybe I'll try. I'll ask him again. But last time they said no. <laughs> uh, Jeff Udy, congrats on 40K. Thank you so much. Uh, King Life Tail, what's your most wanted feature from the Phoenix 7 and Apple Watch 7? I just talked about my most wanted features on the Phoenix 7. Better heart rate accuracy, new uh, display technology. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of the Apple Watch, the only thing I want them to do, because it does everything else mostly okay, the Apple Watch 6 has good heart rate accuracy, it's got a great display, always on. Um, my only beef with the Apple Watch is battery life. If they made an Apple Watch that could survive an ultra marathon, I think the game would change and Garmin would get really, really scared because you know the two top manufacturers the two that are selling the most watches right now are Garmin with all of their various SKUs and then Apple with two SKUs or four if you include the different sizes. So um, it'd be cool to see them come up with some endurance-based Apple Watch. That'd be really cool. Hello, do you have a favorite trail map app? I tried all trails, but it doesn't seem intuitive to me. Uh, yeah, so my favorite is something called Gaia GPS. That's G-A-I, yeah, G-A-I-A GPS. Um, and that, I think it's a one-time purchase for like 20 or 30 bucks. Totally worth it because you can download the maps and you don't need a cell connection to use them. And it does routing on the on the app. And there's a web portal where you can go on a computer, design a course, and then have it on your phone after. That's my favorite. Uh, Nick Howard, thumbnails and titles. Oh, man, I am so bar, far behind on this. I should probably scroll down. Let's scroll down. I'm sorry for everybody that I... Oh, man, I got to give a shout out to this guy, though. Mr. Black Cat. Hey, Dave. It's Richie. 
This is uh, my friend's kid. <laughs> Thanks for watching, Richie. Uh, Frank C, have you ever run a Spartan trail race? Uh, I have not. They look cool. Haven't tried one, though. Backcountry Renegade. Do you... Uh, congrats on 40K. Thank you. Do you know when Chorus Update is coming to get the Topo Maps on the Apex Pro? What they told me was by the end of the year for the Vertex 1 and Apex Pro. I don't have specific dates. I know they're working on it. So stay tuned. Frank C, vlogs would be great. Thanks. I am way far behind. I'm going to catch up. Sorry for everybody. I'm skipping by here. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's a good one. Do you go on the trails with your family and do they like it? I wish we did it more. I'll be totally frank. We've got a big family. And when you've got kids aging from three who can't gain very much distance to an eight-year-old who can gain a lot of distance, the divide uh, gets pretty big. So when we do it, um, my wife and I will usually be together because it's hard to wrangle them all. <laughs> and we'll probably have our dog, dog with us us too. Um, yeah, it probably should happen more often. Uh, occasionally we do it locally, but I'd like to do more of it. So thanks for the reminder. I'll, I'll try to put something on the calendar. Do you make your own training programs or do you find a program? Um, I make my own. I probably should find or use something that makes them for me. There are some great tools out there. Uh, Stride has a really good tool for, um, for, for improving your running training. They, they use the stride pod. It costs 300 bucks barrier to entry, but they have a really great training platform for it. And even like uh, Garmin has the Garmin coach where you can use their training plans for up to half marathon. And they actually look pretty good. Uh, I haven't tried them personally, but I've looked at them and they seem like they would get somebody like kind of like that couch to 5k, but all the way up to half marathon. So look into that. Josie, uh, very, very entertaining variety on your channel. Thank you so much. Dick Danforth, have you taken your Camelback Zephyr out for more long runs? And what do you think? Uh, do the flasks fall out? My, my wife, Patty, loves her new hat. Awesome. Thanks for the hat purchase. Uh, the Zephyr is a nice, it's a great vest, but I have the only issue I have with it is the lower strap, the sternum strap. It's not stretchy enough. It's a little bit static. So I feel like it's going to lose its stretchiness over time. And it's a little bit tight. So when you take a deep breath, um, it doesn't like move with you, which I don't love. I love the flasks though. They are my favorite, by far my favorite flask on any vest I've ever tried, mainly because they have an on and off switch. I love that because I have two extra flasks. I've got four of them total. So if I'm going to do a really long run in the mountains, I can take two up front and then two in the back and just throw them back there with the valve turned off and know that they're not going to leak all over me. Because before I would use my Solomon flasks and I'd do the same thing. I'd throw them in the back, but eventually the, the ones in the back, the bite valve would get pushed and it would squirt all over my back. And I'd think it was sweat, but it was actually water and that was terrible. So yeah, I, I love the flasks. I love the fact that you can turn them on and off and they're very easy to clean. The Zephyr vest itself though, I wish it was a little bit more stretchy. It wasn't so tight, um, but it is a good vest. If I had to choose though, I would pick the Solomon Advanced Skin Series, like the 5, 12, and 8, but I would buy the Camelback bottles. And that's what I've been using for the most part lately because I really like the bottles. Um, the Phoenix 7 and the 955 should have native 
uh, run power. Agreed. That's something I should have put on my wish list when I just talked about the Phoenix 7. Uh, I think, and I hope, everyone else is doing it. Polar and Chorus are doing it. Seem to not yet, but I think they could. It'd be great to see Garmin having wrist-based running power or like a better uh, chest version of it. Matt Legrand. Oh, click the wrong button. Matt Legrand. Congrats, buddy. So good to see your success. And so glad it happened to someone who's worked hard and been helpful to everyone else along the way. Thanks, Matt. Um, if you haven't yet, you probably know who he is, but check out Matt's channel. He's a triathlete and he posts all about triathlon gear and he's also a good friend of mine. Um, so we talk all the time now. So good dude. Go check him out. Okay, I got to scroll down. See, Chad Run, I'm in the target audience for the podcast. Dad of four kids here. Yes, you definitely are. <laughs> four kids is a lot. I like the podcast idea. Maybe you could get Killian Journey on the podcast. Uh, I think he recently became a parent. Yeah, he's got two daughters, and he is basically my idol. That dude is a beast. Do you do as much outdoor stuff in the winter? I know it's not as popular. I love winter hiking in the whites. Yes, I do. Um, I'm a big winter hiker. I've got the 48, 4,000 footers. I've done those. And I've also gotten into ice climbing in the White Mountains. Ice climbing is amazing. I'll be doing that again this winter. It was a little tricky last winter with the pandemic. And um, when you when you climb and you're ice climbing, you have a belay partner who is tied to the, end of the, the other end of the rope. And... That is a little bit close quarters, uh, so during the pandemic, it was hard to do. Hopefully, things loosen up and we're able to do it again. But yeah, I love the winter. I, I ski, I ice climb, uh, I go winter hiking, and I run in the winter. Running in the winter is a challenge because like layering for it, you go out and you're freezing, and then you get really hot, and yeah, it's tough. We actually have an ultra marathon. I don't know what part of Mass Massachusetts you're from, but at the Middlesex Fells here, uh, right down the street in Stono, Massachusetts, we have a race that's uh, either a 32-miler or a 40-miler, and that happens in mid-December. And it's, it's a toss-up. It can be either be like 10 degrees Fahrenheit that day, or it's like 30. And on a 30-degree day, it's pretty good. When it gets really cold, it gets tough. Uh, Tofik59, thanks for your videos. Greetings from Russia. Thanks for watching. Kendra, I love Gaia. Use it instead of a watch. It's a great tool. It's a lot more functional than most of the watches, too. Uh, which watch will give you accurate GPS, whether the Chorus Pace 2 or Garmin 455 for tracking long-distance running? They'll both give you very similar results. Uh, sorry, I got to scroll down. I'm, I feel like I'm missing a lot here. Uh, oh, here we go. Apple Watch for a marathon, uh, what's your opinion? Yeah, it kind of depends how fast you can run a marathon, <laughs> to be honest, because um, the limiting factor on the Apple Watch is, again, battery life. And if you're streaming music, if you've got the cellular version, you're tracking your run, you've got the display turned to always on, you might get five hours of battery life, which if you're a faster runner, probably not an issue. If you can run a three and a half hour marathon, if you're on the slower side, that might be an issue, so consider that um, when you're shopping. Matt Legrand, looking forward to the parenting podcast. I could start a podcast about how to fail as a parent as well, <laughs> and even how to fail at my job. 
I think we all feel that way, man. man. And I, that's kind of why I want to talk to more like-minded parents, people who, who live an active lifestyle and also have kids. Because it's a lot of work. And like to do it right, what is right? What is success? It's not straightforward. So um, you're not failing. I know you're, you're doing great, man. <laughs> Uh, what kind of watch does your wife use? Is she as tech savvy as you are? That's such a funny question. Uh, my wife wears a Garmin Phoenix five plus and she only got it because it was on sale for a really good deal. And I pushed her to, to get it. And also because she wanted, um, offline mapping. So, uh, that was one of the good options there. Um, tech savvy. No, <laughs> she is like the total opposite of tech savvy where, Anything like even configuring her watch face or um, the data fields on her her activity profiles, she'll just hand the watch to me and be like, "Do this for me." And um, actually, I was working on like a t tutorial video uh, for the channel, and she was like, "Oh, it's a great idea. I'd even watch it because she had issues with that uh, with with her watch." So, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic because I'm a huge nerd, and she's like not interested in the techie stuff at all. So. Um, I think it works out, though, because if I was married to myself, it would probably be an issue. Hello, have you ever had any problems communicating or commenting on any YouTube videos? Hello, have you ever had any problems commenting on any YouTube videos? Nope. Does that answer your question? <laughs> uh, Ripton7, Chase Summit, great channel. Love the honest reviews, never a dull moment. Thanks, man. Appreciate that a lot. Okay, where are we? We're at 57 minutes. I think that's probably a good spot to wrap it up. Um, I appreciate everybody for, for joining the, the live stream today on Labor Day of all days. Uh, it's been really fun. If you enjoyed this video, if it was helpful in some way, make sure you go ahead and give it the old thumbs up. Subscribe down below if you're new to the channel. Check out the merch store for the hat and the stickers and all the things because they're down there. Wow. It even focused on it. And finally, if you are interested in helping out the channel, check out the Patreon group in the description down below. Uh, the Patreon group is uh, full of like-minded people that help support the channel financially, and I post content over there uh, that's just like me uh, hanging out in the studio or going for a run or something, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff I post over on Patreon. So if you're interested in seeing that silly stuff, check out the link down there. Oh, and um, if you're watching join the discord group in the description down below that's actually like a real-time chat room where you can talk with it's kind of like this youtube chat but never ends it's like just continues on forever so check out the discord group down below i think that's all the plugs i'm supposed to do in this video and uh yeah i hope you enjoyed the live stream i'll take one more sip of this polar and then be on my way bye <laughs> oh one more thing check out the podcast too because I'll be adding more stuff there. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching.